we're going to do that hockey. We're going to iron out them details. I'm your host, Trevor. I'm with my co-host, Zachary Morgan. Zach, how are you doing? The real deal, Zachy Morg. No, it's it's Zachary on the attackery, actually. Yeah. That's still bad. If this is it's the all bad. Intro, I'm going to start <laughs> off the episode with saying I really, 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 really want to jump off a bridge. I'm doing very well. <sighs> Great. And also, Andrew, bowl of pasta tortellini. How are you doing? You're not going to ask me why I want to jump off a bridge? Wow. No, I just assumed it was... It's natural. It's November. Um, it's cold. I'm, I'm dark doing fun. well, Trevor. Thank you for asking. I also want to jump off a bridge. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for asking. I'm chilling. Lots of energy. I'm ready to go. Ready oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. I think Andrew and I are ready to talk about hockey as well. And if I can uh, reiterate why he and I are willing to uh, skip to our Lou holding hands as we find a bridge. Um, Devils Rangers uh, was yesterday. They played for the first time since the postseason. A lot of emotion, a lot of excitement. Um, did not get the result that we wanted. What we can take away from that is the Devils played a fantastic game. Jack Hughes returned, and there are things that obviously the team needs to pick on, pick up on. The Devils are not where they were last year, and it's apparent. But there's still time to figure out the season. It's young. But the Rangers are going to be a problem, and they if they don't come into the next time they play them with a lot more energy, the Devils are in trouble in this rivalry. It's the Rangers got the better hand of them on. They're going to play a bunch of times this season. They Chances are. are that's a playoff matchup. It is. It's going to happen. Again. The one thing that killed us more than anything, though, the one thing that killed the Devils, Andrew, you can tell me if I'm wrong here. Vanacek led up some really bad rebounds and the worst of which led to a VC goal that you could see it. Hap- it was one of those goals where you see the goal about to happen, but it takes about five seconds for that to happen. And the devils just didn't react. Jimmy VC had all the time in the world to find this puck and put it in on his backhand without looking to win the game. Yeah, ge- genuinely, that was a that was a terrible, that was, terrible goal. Where did now did Igor Sesterkin let up bad goals? Yeah, Igor Sesterkin was playing at the Rock. He's going to let in bad goals. We've seen that happen. That's his mo when playing the Devils. But you can't allow those bad goals to be equaled. We can take advantage of Igor not playing well against the Devils, which we've seen over the last six games he's played. But that's odd that it, that it's been a six game stretch against a team he needs to wake up against. Look, the Rangers have one team in the league they should care about. One. And if your starting goalie can't wake up for a Devils game and be able... Like, the Rangers kind of need Shesterkin to wake up and go, all right, we're winning tonight. I don't care what happens in front of me. Yeah. And he has that ability, but it's weird he's gone on such a cold streak against the Devils. And I understand the Rangers won this game. I'm not trying to take that away. But during the game, I sat... um, Mitch and Kevin, uh, you guys are you guys are kind of evil for selling your tickets to Rangers fans, but uh, the guys I sat next to were rather objective when, and I could talk about them about some of the points in hockey. And you could see it after the first goal. Every time Shesterkin made a save and the puck was stopped, he was checking behind to make sure that he actually had it. Whatever it's worth, he was rattled yesterday, and 
you're right. He needs to step up. If he's going to win these games, he can't get rattled in these moments. And it's the one team I've seen it happen to him against. The one team. That's so weird. They're in his head. That series really messed with Shesterkin. Both of these teams are in each other's heads. Let's be clear. Oh, this yeah. Team, that's, it's such a good rivalry. It's it so is. good. It's the best rivalry so in hockey. Um, the crowd proved it. It was an amazing crowd. Uh, unlike the playoff atmosphere, everyone was in a really good mood. Um, obviously, Devils fans were not in the best mood, but I didn't... Around me, there's usually that kind of tension of this mm-hmm. could escalate if you say the wrong thing. There didn't seem to be any of that. Like there, Good. it didn't seem like anyone was trying to do anything more than enjoy a hockey game and maybe cheer a little bit loudly for their team against the other team. I That's actually have much. a story relating to that, Zach, that happened to me recently. I was at a Toronto Maple Leafs game recently. Little lucky me as they came down to Dallas. I always go see my Leafs when they're here. I got yelled at by Stars fans in the concourse. Very angry people. I got made fun of a lot of times trying to leave that arena because we won. The Leafs won. We beat a good team. Is that correct? The Leafs beat a good team in Dallas. Yes. That was Dallas' first regulation loss. Is there anything wrong with a few Leafs fans chanting, go Leafs, go in the concourse? No, but you need to understand where you are. It's like Rangers fans who are chanting, let's go Rangers, and other uh, three, another three-word chant at the Rock after the game. Yes, you won. Unfortunately, the hockey gods are always watching. As I very clearly learned, they are always watching. So you can use that, yeah, the devils danced on your grave to your goal song, but chanting F the devils in our house, there's retribution that comes for that. So I think we're even Someone... on the karmic retribution side there. Someone but you do have the right to round, do that. First round exit at me, and I'm like, ma'am, two points here. One, we got to the second round, so <laughs> shut the hell up, okay? Two, everything you say to me, I say six inches from a mirror. <laughs> the amount of times that 1967 was yelled back at us is ridiculous. Ma'am, we know. We know it's bad. Please leave it. Let us have one. I, someone was like, some Stars fan walking outside the arena afterwards is like, oh, Toronto's probably going to plan a parade after this one. I looked at it and I said, we probably are. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Lean into it. That's we're the best thing a- you can do. Just lean into how ridiculous Just lean into I know that we haven't won a cup since 67. It's ridiculous. We are a joke of a franchise 99% of the time. But we came into your building, we played a sound game, and we won. Let us have this, please. But I did meet some really cool Leafs fans. They travel really well. Got some confidence yeah, they, on my jersey. We can say what we want about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their fans are usually somewhat represented throughout each arena that the Leafs travel to. And they travel so matter. well. Um, Andrew, you were also at the game last night. Was there anything that yeah, you saw? Yeah, I actually that? had a uh, – I, I, I was at the game with my dad as a present. Uh, he got us, like, really good seats. We were in the sixth row – Section nine. So we were like literally right behind the bench, devil's bench. That's awesome. And you could see, you know, it was awesome until you start looking at the devil's faces when they're coming off the line shift. Every single one of their faces is like cringing when they walk off that ice. That's what we want. 
we let me put it like this. They're, I want they're to pissed. See they're pissed. I want to see effort. They're pissed. They didn't seem pissed. They seemed sad. Mm, <laughs> they seemed like they knew something was happening that they didn't want to happen, but they didn't seem like we're gonna get even. They were like, oh man. At least they're what bothered by it Because I see some teams get off the ice after giving up a goal and they're just like, ah shit, it happened again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, that's better. Edmonton. Andrew, there is something to be said about that kind of I don't know, atmosphere feeling because I absolutely felt as soon as I saw the the rebound that led to the Jimmy VC game winning goal, as soon as I saw that happened, that kind of like it didn't feel like there was going to be much of a successful comeback to that, you know? Yeah, no, I that knew felt that. like a real dagger. What the worst part about it was it felt like it happened in slow motion. I was looking at it, I was like, okay, he made the save. And then the rebound comes out, wide open net, and I'm just like, well, even before he puts it in, I'm like, that's 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 it. And it what made it worse is it Jimmy VC looked like he was moving in slow motion. The Devils looked like they were frozen in slow motion. Because <laughs> yeah. I had the exact that exact phenomenon is what I was trying to describe to Trevor while you were getting your food. That exact phenomenon. It's just you know it's over before it even happens. Yep, exactly. It was a bummer. The, the most painful goals are the ones that you know are going in 10 seconds before. And then go. when, when the, the empty netter at the uh, end, when it's a, it's, a, it's a giveaway, we were so close to having it. You can't just throw it on net or throw it in the corner. It's like, come on, man. And also Holt taking two penalties in that game. That, that, that was – And that, a six-man-on-ice penalty. I mean, come on. You're playing against your pretty much only rival in the entire NHL, and you're getting a six-man on ice penalty. What are you doing? Hold on, I'm. I completely agree. That was the worst. Too many men on the ice. I I went into that because it was right before that happened, um, and then there was a TV timeout. I thought the Rangers were going on the penalty kill. I thought the Devils were going on the power play, and then I realized what happened. And hats off to the Devils for getting that that away. But that should have been two minutes where you could have been building yeah, or just ridiculous. doing anything but being on the penalty kill that ultimately led to not on the power play but that did result in a few minutes later Panarin scoring a goal off the face off to tie the game but I'm glad you brought up the refs because they were interesting to say the least all game um my favorite moment uh during this entire game uh Trevor um have you ever seen this happen where a player is called for a five-minute major. Oh, this was insane. Called for a five-minute major penalty that is under review, and then after the review, no penalty at all? Yes. Okay. Actually, I actually like when that's called. Okay. Then let me let me. I mean, I was happy because because they made a mistake and they admitted it. Because, I'm, I'm, okay. I was blown away. The but, only reason it's called a five on the ice is because if they call it as a two – they can't review it. So okay. if they see something and want to take a second look, they have to call a five. And then so from then there, they can you review. can call, call it a five, review it. You can drop it down to a two. That makes sense. Or okay. nothing. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Okay. Because so the refs actually have a reason McLeod. to do it that way. And the reason it's they did it with Mikey McLeod, the reason they did it with Mikey McLeod, it looked upon first glance that Mikey McLeod, and this is after Jacob Truba absolutely demolished a, uh, Thomas Nosek. Um, it looked like Mikey McLeod left his skates to deliver the hit. It looked like he was about to. He didn't. He lifted his one leg up. His other skate was on the ice throughout the throughout the contact. So 
I understand that now a bit more. But the reaction in the crowd was one of bewilderment because um, in these environments, uh, it's pretty hard to use uh, let, let logic and calm thought and reason take over sometimes. I can do it against uh, – I can do it when the Devils are playing the majority of teams. I'm still struggling with that on the Rangers. Yeah. But – It's hard you know, some nights to watch a game it, It's level-headed. It's hard night – well, I can do watch a game level-headed from home. When I'm with my friends at the game, it's very hard for me to keep that level head sometimes. I mean, for reasons that should kind of explain themselves. But. See, for me at home, like when I watch the Leafs games at home, I'm usually very level-headed because they've hurt me enough it doesn't hurt anymore, except when they're playing like Boston. Mm. It, for some reason, it's always Boston, it's always Tampa. That it's like, get your act together. This yeah. isn't hard. You are better than this. You don't have or when they play that... like a really bad team. You don't have that feeling against, against, like the Sens or Habs? The the Sens sometimes, but the Leafs have this weird thing against Ottawa where they always play like garbage. So I'm just kind of used to it. Um, Leafs-Canadians games for me are just fun because they're usually chaos. There's usually a decent amount of goals. It's back and forth usually. So I kind of have fun watching Habs Leafs games. Boston games, I'm just angry for two and a half hours. Just angry the whole time. They can win, and I'll find something to be angry about. That's reasonable. I mean, I want them to demolish them. You know what I will say? Nothing. The last Rangers Devils game I went to was the second playoff game where we were blown out 5 1. Oh my God. So. Although this game ended 5-3, I am happier with this result than I am with the other game I went to. Oh, my God. And I'll God. take it. That game two game. Uh, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast. I know I've told this story before. And it kills me because we I got the player's name. I got the player's name. But I took the same family friend that I invited to, with me um, to this game. I took with him with me to game two. He is a Rangers fan. But this is someone who has mm-hmm. taken me to a number of sporting events throughout my entire life. Uh, the 2011 Week 17 game, uh, Giants-Cowboys, win and you're in, that led to the Giants going to win the Super Bowl. He took That's me to that crazy. game. He took me to that game. So I've always wanted to, if the opportunity came, I wanted to return that favor. That opportunity came when the Devils played the Rangers in the first round last year. I made it happen. During this game... I immediately regretted everything I've ever done in my life and questioned what I was doing. For context, we'll call my uncle Woody is, uh, he's a difficult person to be around and he knows how to push buttons and he's not really difficult. I love love him. Yeah, no, he's great. So, you know, it's a good ribbing uh, back and forth, but it could, that last goal they scored in game two to make it five to one was a Chris Kreider power play goal. And Woody, as soon as he saw the Chris Kreider power play goal was going off about how great Chris Kreider was and how for the longest time, the flyers had this guy who was an immovable force in front of the net, just an immovable object, a big mass that could not be disturbed on the power play and was just a monster, a menace. And finally, the Rangers had that guy. I said it. It was Chris Kreider. And the entire time he's going on this rant, I'm sitting there. Every decision I've made over the last few weeks is weighing heavily on me. 
everything I've done that day. What did I do wrong? Am I wearing the wrong shoes? Am I wearing the wrong underwear? What have I done wrong to allow this situation to happen? And he will not shut up about Chris Kreider. That is the only playoff game I left early. That is the only playoff game I left early. I stay, I sat through all of game one. We left We left game two early. I, I think that's totally reasonable. I, I would have left far, far before the fifth goal. Kill me. I mean. Oh, God. But I don't leave a game early. Y'all are nerds. Oh, no, we, me and my dad do I'm it. I'm there until final. Me and my dad do it sometimes just so we can do the joke where we're down by four goals in the last minute. We leave with 30 seconds left, and I'm like, man, it sucks that we lost. And my dad's like, we don't know. I love that. They could have came back. Hey, we left I've, with a minute, a minute left. I have had that exact situation happen. Um, the Devils were playing the Flyers like just before the pandemic, and that 19-20 to 20 season was particularly awful. Uh, we had just traded Blake Coleman. Um the mood around the fan base was not particularly high, and the Devils go down to the Flyers four to one at like the beginning of the third period. I say, "That's it. I'm not watching this movie again. I'm out. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm out. I will see you guys at the next one." I said this loudly, by the way. This was a loud, very emotionally charged outburst. Said goodbye to my friends. Walked out the door naturally. Naturally, they may have been down three to one at this point, honestly. I'm not sure. But the Devils managed to come back and win. So I've been in that moment. I've been there where it's just like, I can't take it anymore. Let's see if removing me solves the problem. I, call I it, miss Coleman. I call it seat math. Um, there are times during a game where you're away, where you're away from the your seat and, the, you know, the Devils score. I guess, well, that sucks. I guess you got to stay in the bathroom for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you. That's where you clearly need to be if the devil scored there. That's you're, the super, you're one of those. I, I I get really fun with the superstition logic. It's mostly fun, but it results in me emailing my rep uh, all these fun things like, "Hey, I think uh, seat one is cursed. Do you think we can do an exorcism real quick?" I remember this story. I think the story made the podcast. I'm pretty sure. This story. Is you emailed your your ticket sale representative to please do an exorcism on a certain seat. We still have them on speed dial, according to my rep. And I have no reason to believe he's lying to me. Chris is a great man. Takes care of me. There is a there is a hundred percent enough Catholic priests in the New Jersey area <laughs> that oh, are fans of the devils that are like hundred percent. I'm there. Oh, we're we're, <laughs> we're getting rid of this. We're in Newark, baby. We're right by New York City. We any one of them, you know, we got them all. We got them all. There's someone very close by. It's just a matter of how close by are they. But mm -hmm. the access we have the must be now. We the access is there. Yep. It's all that matters. Indeed. Uh, so now that we've spent about 20 minutes waxing poetically about that, why don't we move mm -hmm. into uh, some less poetic things to wax about? Or we can keep the mood well, and let's talk about... Can Trevor, I just say leading? one more thing? Sure. I just... I'm, I miss a lot of the players from the pre-pandemic team. I know it's like uh, some of them are just not good to have on your team, but like PK Subban, Pavel Zaka, Blake Coleman. I, I missed a lot. They were instrumental in building this, though. I'm, I it's love, a trade off. I loved PK Subban as a devil. I loved PK Subban as a devil for it what It just made me so him. happy. For, like, we wouldn't win, but like, I was happy to be a part of it the was, it, 
it was the first time in a long time having P.K. Subban on the team getting attention from around the league, just even though it wasn't the best, even though it was mostly off-ice attention, which was good, it put the Devils on the map. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. P.K. Subban, Dougie Hamilton doesn't come to New Jersey. I there That is fact. There's no way it happens because... It was, look at the juggernaut they're building. I remember the the hype around the, the Subban coming to the Devils. And oh, man. It was the free agent they got. Uh, 2019, that was the year they got uh, P.K. Subban for a second rounder. They drafted Jack Hughes first overall. And um, I think it was that was... a Russian was... they signed. No, it wasn't. It was super exciting. Oh, Will yeah, Butcher. they got Nikita Gusev. The they got Nikita Gusev, yeah. um, the rights to Gusev, who... Was great the first year and just didn't work out. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't pan out. It's fine. It's an overseas player. It happens. It happens. Some oh, of man, it. that's crazy. Yeah. Blake Coleman, as soon as he left the Devils, became a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, they went to Tampa. Well, the Devils. Tra- the Devils took. Care <laughs> of I didn't Blake. even think about that. The Devils took care of Blake Coleman. We can say a they lot. They did him right. That that's respectable. They did him right. Did they do the same for Taylor Hall? No, but Taylor Hall didn't give what Blake Coleman gave. Yeah. Screw and that guy. Taylor Hall won an MVP. Like. If you at who put in more heart to those Devils teams, it really shouldn't be close. Consistently, Blake Coleman. Taylor Hall gave his all and carried us to the playoffs that one year. But Blake Coleman, night in, night was out. Was the soul of the team. Yeah. yeah. That hurt. Yeah. That that trade hurt more than the Taylor Hall trade. Um, That's fair. Zach, but, let's keep the happy. happy yeah, going. let's keep it happy for now. Let's keep the um, happy going. So... Uh, Trevor, as a uh, mm-hmm. who do you think is currently leading the league in points, and or Andrew, if you're not paying attention to, it Isn't wasn't it the three. It, it w- the oh wait, did we already talk about this pre pod? No, somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> so, somewhat. Oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was okay. Jack Hughes. It was Jack Hughes. A little shout Before, out. Jack I think it still would have been if he wasn't out. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, he understand still. Oh, by the way, he scored. I, he I don't know. Score. He that. scored the yeah. He scored the first goal for the Devils. Um, first game so. back, he scored. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, Jack Hughes would be the leader in points if he did not get injured in St. Louis. That is what would be the truth. I'm in agreement. But there. I believe it's Elias Petterson. Close, Petterson. Um, Elias Petterson. Uh, it is Elias not Petters. JT Miller. Please, dear God, tell me it's not JT Miller. He so is not we have a three-way tie for the league lead in points scored right now between uh, Elias Petterson, JT Miller, and Quinn Hughes, <laughs> all with 28 points. That is so many points already. So many. Trevor, were we wrong about the Canucks? Were we wrong to bash the JT Miller? You know what? I'm, I'm sorry, the Bo Horvat trade? Was that wrong of us? Zach, as a, as a grown man, I've learned the ability that one of the, the most valuable skills you can have as an adult is being able to go, Hi, I made a mistake. And I'm ready to move on from that mistake and acknowledge... My sins, my mistakes, and my blunders. And my blunder was saying that JT Miller is a sad, embarrassing excuse for a hockey player. The Canucks should just fold. I was wrong. Very wrong. Because it turns out JT Miller might be Mario Lemieux. He might be. Like, I don't okay. know. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there. Stop I don't me now. Think... Stop me now. I don't think I took that level of criticism to JT Miller, but let me be clear. I did not think that he would be able to put up this level of production that we are seeing from him. I did not think he had that in. I didn't think it was nearly possible. I like, I think it's hard for a player who is that bad at one end of the ice to be that productive at the other. And like, I think it's legitimately hard. 
And I, I don't know if the Canucks were correct to trade Bo Horvat instead of JT Miller. I still don't think that it's so hard. No, no, that was not a decision. That was not a decision. They could not trade JT Miller because he was so unfathomably bad last year. That's fair. With a contract so large, they could not trade him. That's Except fair. Pittsburgh tried. Pittsburgh yeah. tried and probably got it, a GM fired for trying. Probably. But <laughs> it, it just... Seeing Bo Horvat return to Vancouver uh, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. the tears in his eyes, like that... It was an emotional moment. That hurt. That hurt. But it is what yeah. it is. Um. Good for Vancouver, though. They just pulled this Great out of their Vancouver. ass for some reason. Great for Vancouver. Great for JT Miller. Because if I'm being honest with you, seeing Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen at the top of that list, you could have convinced me, and I would have said, that's reasonable. Those are two very, very skilled players. JT Miller, I would not have even put on the radar of that possibility. Um, no. That's off to the Vancouver Canucks. They're playing better than I ever could have expected for just – Right off the rip. It's he only he scored he managed to pot thirty two goals last year. JT Miller. What were we just genuinely too hard on JT Miller? I last think we year? were hard. On, I think we were hard on JT Miller because of his contract because he's making nine and a half million dollars, something to that effect. There's no way, Zach. You're there's no. I am pulling it up right now. There is no way that you are right on that. Oh no, it's eight million. Excuse me. Okay, that's still rough for how bad he was defensively. Yeah, no, it's eight like million. it was embarrassing. Yeah, um, nine and a half. I don't know. Anyway, God, if if he made nine and a half, they should still consider moving him. No, um, if it, yeah, yeah. But like, we were we too hard on JT Miller and the rest of the Canucks? Definitely. Everyone were they fun to make fun of. Oh, because a future New Jersey Devil, Quinn Hughes. Um, well, it, it'll be such a fun time for Team USA. It be so fun. It's going to be so fun on Team USA. The, um, the, the Hughes-Kachuk. It's going to be great. The Hughes-Kachuk connection is just scary. Um, we're, we were too hard on them, yes, but they were also a perfect example of everything going wrong at the same time. From Because Co- last year was the, the Bruce Boudreaux thing. JT Miller, like screaming at his own goalie during play. Some of the most awful defensive um, tactics I've ever seen exhibited on National Hockey League ice surface all kind of bundled together to make JT Miller our voodoo doll of just he is the problem. Um, I'm glad to see he's scoring points. He's ensuring an NHL job. He signed until 2030, so he better find a way to keep this going or it's going to get worse. Um, but Jack Hughes, or not Jack, sorry, Quinn, Quinn, we expect this from. We expect him to be a top scoring defenseman in the league every year. Yeah. Um, Pedersen, uh, I sometimes I forget just how good he is and how talented Beatty is. He was top 10 in points last year, was he not? Uh, if not, he was close, but like he is truly, I think he gets overlooked because of the market that he's in, even though it is a Canadian market, it's a West, Western Canadian market on a team that's pretty bad usually um and he's very quiet so he's just not he's not the guy you slap on things but he uh he is stupidly talented when i saw that he was like top five in fantasy i was in awe 
but he has every right to be there. Whoever got Pedersen in our league is killing it. Absolutely. And I just looked yeah. it up. Pedersen was 10th in points last year with points scored. 102 points in 80 games. He was a 100-point guy. 100-point guy. And it's going to go up this year. And it's based on the fact that he's got 20 yeah. through, what, 15, 16 games? Yeah, I'm willing to bet that. 100%. Yeah, they, let me see how many games they've played. So Barring far. injury, of course. 18 games, 20 points. Yeah, barring injury. Yeah, that's yeah. He well, that's hundred probably reaching one twenty. I'd say like is this. realistic mark for him. Put it like this: one hundred and two points. That's twenty points over what would be a point per game pace if you're paying playing eighty two games. He played eighty, so that's he had give or take a point per game with twenty two multi point games. I think he can put up more than twenty two multi point games in the remaining amount of time this year. He will shatter that one. Un, unless they wake up and just suck. Unless yeah. he gets injured. Unless he gets injured. That's the yeah, only way that's Injury stops. is a big thing, too. It's... Oh, gosh. The Canucks are fun. It's so good to see the Canucks, because that team was just draining last year. Like, just, like, them and Winnipeg both were just pits of sadness. Winnipeg, in my head, still is a pit of sadness, but at least one yeah, of those I was going to say, it definitely still feels Winnipeg like... Winnipeg is still is still sad. But, um, look, Canucks turned it around, especially with the downfall of the Edmonton Oilers, which at some point we should probably do a deep dive into the dumpster fire that's been their team so far this year. The Canucks might win a division. Like, accidentally stumble and fall and win a division off of JT Miller's 100-point season. Is this an accident? Is that an accident, though? I mean, I feel like this is kind of what they planned. They traded their captain and got better. It's weird the way they got here. Well, I was going to make a comparison with the uh, Devils. Surprise, surprise. But, I mean, they had like a a 60-point increase in the season. I I don't know. I I wasn't calling that an accident. No, that was was part of the plan. Quite frankly, that was a season late. If you ask something, they, they made trades like they were giving up on this core and they got better. I the, unless Bo Horvat was really like just didn't mesh. But Bo Horvat's a good player. He was good in Vancouver. Bo Horvat was Vancouver. Like he, he was that he was the face. It seems of that like franchise. he left on good terms. It was fine. But like. I, I wish I knew what was going on in that locker room. Yeah. Last that year. was someone who wanted to spend the rest of his career in Vancouver and is now on Long Island, which... God God help him. Yes. I, I mean, agree. it doesn't matter who you are, where you're playing. If you end up in Long Island, even as a regular person, you it, it's it's not a treat. Uh, anyone who's played for Lou Lamorello would tell you, don't play for Lou Lamorello. Yeah. But, uh, Zach, while we're, while we're talking about Pedersen, can we stay on the topic of Sweden? Surely. Surely we can. So, uh, uh, William Nylander, uh, fellow Swede, William Nylander might be the best player in the world. Okay, you're, you're stretching it a bit, but he may be the best player in Sweden right now. That's something I'm willing to concede. He's one of the best players on the planet right now. You yeah. will not... It's somehow... I, we... Talk, texted about this what yesterday, Zach, that William Nylander wakes up every day and simply does not give a single damn that he plays the National Hockey League. He will ride the subway to a game, and then he will just show up about 10 minutes before puck drop, throw on his pads, score two points, and go home. 
every night. And that rules. It's crazy. I mean, did you see yeah, the picture of him on the subway next to the guy in the Leafs hat? Yes. That was so funny. Because he forgets to account for traffic. So if he drives, he would be late. It's just so, so he has funny. to take the subway. He's just a guy. It's crazy. So the NHL smart and decided to take the Leafs, who are very, very popular with in Sweden because of Borja Salming and now William Nylander, two very popular players, marched them over to Sweden with Detroit, Minnesota, and Ottawa, I believe, were the four that played in the yeah. Global Series. Um, the Leafs went 2-0 and while we were there. We got to see Matt Sundin. We got to see Borja Salming's son, who I'm blanking on his name at the moment. The Global Series, while it was kind of weird times to watch in the States, um, like I'm central time. It's weird for a Leafs game to start at 7 in the morning. Whatever. It's fine. It was cool that we got to do it. It was awesome. The building seemed electric. I think the NHL actually knocked it out of the park with this. Um, but Matthews was asked a question afterwards of where he would like to see the Global Series go next. And his the most obvious are, answer he could have given. I mean, come on. Mexico City. I mean, Mexico City is screaming for Leaf stars. It's just perfect. You're gonna. You're asking for Leaf stars, knowing you're gonna get like Leafs Coyotes, right? Or no, I'm sorry, a Coyote stars. You know that. No, right? see, I, I, no, no. What they're gonna do is they're gonna take a handful of teams. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Dallas, Arizona, Toronto, and probably LA. Yeah, that's. I see. Right. To me, that's how you do it. LA's definitely yeah, the there. one exception there. If you don't want to do Toronto, you sub in Vegas. That's what makes sense. Mm, see, but I think I think if the NHL's smart, if the NHL's Toronto. smart, they're going to put Austin Matthews in Mexico City. But I don't know if you have smart. to. No, but Gary Bettman's really pushed the whole Austin Matthews is an Hispanic player that is the best player in the world. They've really pushed that. They've pushed his Hispanic heritage. They're going to continue to do that. The Leafs are going to Mexico City if they do that. Now, the Leafs might not be happy about having to do this two seasons in a row. Probably not. I wouldn't be. It's a lot of travel, but it is the Leafs. They're worth like $2 okay, billion. Dollars. Let, me, let me be clear. Um I understand what you're saying, but you can't convince me that traveling to Sweden is the equivalent to traveling to Mexico. You lose home games. You lose home games, sure, which, believe me, the Devils lost a home game this year. I'm well aware of that fact, but yeah. I... It's good marketing for them. I don't think it really affects The NHL them needs marketing, and Austin Matthews in... Mexico, that that is what needs to happen if that's the route you go. And for Arizona, they'd be so happy because they could have more than 5,000 people at a home game. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. Mexico City, it's just perfect. I can't wait for them to ruin it and go to, like, Berlin. <laughs> is there a facility in, like, a facility in Mexico City that would be able to host a game to that effect? You could yeah, do something. Sure. I think. Okay. Could you theoretically do it outdoor? Is there anything saying you can't? Um, no, you can do it out there. Why not? Climate. Uh, oh, if you're doing it in January, it's, it's cold. I mean, if you do it in January, February, I don't see why not. But there's a lot that we, we did have this, to. There's a lot. We did the stadium happen. series in Dodger, uh, Dodger Stadium. We've done an outdoor game at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. I don't Wait, think. Did. Oh, they did do the Cotton Bowl. So maybe it is possible. Okay. Yeah. They did do the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I, I don't see any problem with it gets cold enough. And, okay. and tech, the technology's there to keep it 
I it may not be yes. the best ice in the world. We put a man on the fine. moon. I'm almost positive we can have ice in Mexico. Allegedly. Anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm glad From you From wrinkles said. in the crease, the moon landing was not real. <laughs> That's our official stance on it. I agree. The moon landing wasn't real. Yeah. As a show. That's our statement. Not yes. as individuals. As individuals. Uh, talk we, to me after the show. we circle back to the Canucks real quick? 100%. The next game is San Jose versus Vancouver. Oh. I'm just saying. Sleeper pick, San Jose. I just want to – I'm just going to – I'm just going to level with you here on that sleeper pick. Uh, the, the last time these two teams played, one team <laughs> scored 10 goals. The other team, the other team did not score one. close. Oh, they did score one. Score, they did score one. Was it one or two? It was one. Oh, it was one because the one next game, night, the next scored. night, they only scored two and gave up ten again. Andrew, I'm going to fight you on this because I think hockey is a sport in which anyone can win any night. Right? Upsets are something that happens in hockey. You are stupid for putting any money on the San Jose Sharks this year. That's not true. On Zach, you're stupid for putting. We're gonna we're detouring to the sharks to win to win. Okay, yes, thank you, thank you. We're gonna detour to the San Jose Sharks. This may be the worst team ever assembled. Like we are talking Atlanta Thrashers expansion level. Oh, oh, you're you're diving right past the uh, 2017 uh, Colorado Avalanche. You're just going right for the Thrashers. Right to this is bad. This is. This is brand new head coach going in and going, I don't, I don't know, man. They can't score. They can't defend. We can't stop a beach ball. The team has absolutely no talent. Somehow we're in cap hell. I don't know why. That's not true. They none don't of have these players... no talent. I will not let you say that about Fabian Zetterwald. Yeah, okay, how dare you? Actually, Fabian Zetterwald okay. is a great man. I won't let you okay. say that. And, and you name... know what? Mackenzie Black. The two people holding that team together are former Devils. I will tell you that right now. Mackenzie Blackwood... Even though he let in a soft lob from the blue line, but uh, yeah, I was about to say that 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 weird angle. It was that weird <laughs> angle into the lights. He couldn't. He lost it in the lights. Even though he let in, let in a soft lob from the blue line, the only two people keeping that team together are Zetterlin and Blackwood. Guys, they're Fabian, bad. Fabian Zetterlin. How many? Um, I think he's tied with Timo Meyer in goals right now. Um, if not, Timo Meyer is only ahead by like one. Uh. The and now Timo's there. out, so <laughs> Zetter, we we lost that trade as of right, and we did not lose that trade. We, did we not, lost but... the trade. We lost that trade. We should have kept Zetterland and left know, Timo. Okay, there's a player on the Sharks, and I want your opinion on him. Okay, he took a gamble that we've never really seen before. Okay, the player basically terminating their own contract as a Love top it. level pick, taking a bet on himself for less money to try to turn his career around with the San Jose Sharks. Oh God! I feel did like did Philip Zadina oh, make no. a serious mistake? Yes, yes, he did. I didn't even realize he made that mistake. One hundred percent. What are you doing? Wasn't he, was he not in Detroit? Yes, he was. What are you doing? What you went for? What, what happened? What happened? Detroit was going to send him back down to the A. Oh. Detroit didn't want him, but he was going to make bank off his contract still. But they were going to send him down. I'm pretty sure. 
But sixth overall in 2018. Oh man, he really took a shot in himself. Oh boy. Uh, look, do you want to know how well he's done? Impressively, Philip Sedina deserves a round of applause for somehow managing a game-winning goal on this year's San Jose Sharks. What are, what's his? What's his? What's it? What, I didn't even doing? know the Sharks did those. Seven, 17 games, three goals, two assists, with a minus fifteen. Okay, but that I, I you know, you, the plus minus on this team means nothing. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, negative yeah, thirty for everyone by the time the what year was, ends. Uh, didn't this is like Carlson have a negative plus minus last year? Who? Carlson, the guy who won the uh, you know, um, oh, hundred percent trophy, yeah. the Norris. Yeah. Yeah, with hundred anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, Sorry to cut you off there. But, like, Philip Sedina took a risk on his entire career. Like, like career-altering decision. Like, this is, I am betting my entire professional hockey career on this. And you ended up on this year's Sharks. We, I, um, we need, uh, we need him on the Devils, I think. I, I think maybe he should come to the Devils. You know how on Why? the, you know the Statue of Liberty... How how the the thing that it says is like, give me your give me give liberty me or give me death. Give me your tired. Give me your sick. Oh, different thing. I think that's the devil. That should be the devils. We will rehabilitate any bad player who bets on themselves. Yeah, but it was a stupid bet. Who have the devils rehabilitated in that sense? That's none of your damn business, Zach. Okay. okay. I, I just wanted to know the if you devils, had a player off the top of your head. I'll look you know, if we're, when we're done. The but. Devils have rehabilitated Zach's mental health. That's about I don't know all about they've that. done. Yeah. I don't know about that. They, they've, they've helped. They've helped. They've done something. You're happier watching Am games I? now than you were uh, yes. two years ago. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I'm objectively They give happier. you eighty at least 82 nights a year where you're a little happier than those 82 nights a year you were before. You know what? I wouldn't, the next say, time- I wouldn't say 82. I would say maybe, maybe 50 on a good year. That's still 50 nights a year. A lot of. It's a new era. If the Devils, uh, genuinely speaking, if the Devils um, make me a happy man 50 nights out of the year, that's a, that's a good year. That's a good year. That's a really good 50 good games in a season? Hell Yes. And you don't even need to win all those games in regulation. Like, no. No. But look, even the best teams in the league are going to give some stinkers. Like, I can guarantee Tampa's had a lot of games the last few years where their fans are just pissed. Okay, but what's the threshold? What's at, at what at what what game number are we start are we starting to go, okay, this is a problem. Um, I think Christmas. I don't think some it's people game say, I think it's some people say Canadian Thanksgiving or American Thanksgiving. Which, which American one? Thanksgiving. Yeah. American Thanksgiving. It's American is, Thanksgiving. Is the threshold where if you're not in the you're not if in If you're the not in the race, that's where it, yeah. I'm going to say right. that window between I Thanksgiving think that's too early. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's kind of where you can American Thanksgiving and Christmas is that window where but you But I out. think I think I think the date is closer to Christmas than Thanksgiving. Christmas might be a little late. But we're only 20 games in. Like, if you're not in the race, you can still fix it. But if you're like the Sharks, this season's a write-off. You're not doing anything. The bad teams are bad. The really good teams are good. The middle ones haven't been sorted out I'm yet. Just saying, By Christmas, I think they will be. 
I think the Sharks could theoretically still have the best season in NHL history. I mean, if they go on like no, little... they couldn't. They've already lost too many games. Oh, have they really? <laughs> yeah, uh, they might have. Uh, well. They're not last year's Bruins. They can't. Excuse well, me. what was the Bruins' record last year? Zach, can you pull that up? It was. For was me? it like sixty? I'm actually curious. Sixty-six wins and something else. That, Sixty-six they wins, set the like 10, eleven and losses. Points wins and points, I believe. I just want to know how many losses they had, essentially. They were 65-12-5. Okay, so the Sharks have already lost more games in regulation than the Bruins did last year. God, it's the week of Thanksgiving. That is, that is just absurd. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> That's just... It brings me joy. It brings me a serious level of joy. Trevor Neal, known I'm... Sharks hater. Wow. I hater. like the Sharks. Hater of I think they have teal. such pretty jerseys. I, I love the teal. Shader. I've been Unreal. to San Jose, and I've always complimented the billboards the Sharks had on highways at the time. They said, we encourage collisions. I thought that was a good idea for a billboard to advertise your hockey team. I think that's a good idea. Are they a good team, though? No. They probably they should stop encouraging collisions if that's all they're focusing on. <laughs> Well, all right then. Yeah. Um, speaking of encouraged collisions, uh, Patrick Line kind of set himself up for a collision course uh, in a way. With the press box. With the press box. There you go. Yes. Patrick Line um, will be a healthy scratch tonight. Um, the second overall pick in 2016, the person who was selected right after Austin Matthews. Uh, two goals, one assist in nine games. Um, yep. The decline of if, who this player has been over the past few years is astonishing. But Trevor, you've got a quote. Do you remember when he scored five goals in Finland? Do you remember how special that was? Do you remember like first or second year? Do you remember the first time him and Matthews played each other? Special. That he made a statement. The game winning game winning hat trick goal in overtime against the guy who was taken before you. That yeah, was special. That was a moment. Special. So before I get into the quote, I did learn some background. So this is actually the two-year anniversary of Patrick's father's passing. So that I think that actually does play, play a more factor. role. Okay. Okay. But then here's the quote from, is it Pascal Vincent, the head coach of the Blue Jackets? Is that his name? Am I getting that correct? Yes. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Sounds about correct. Uh, he it's said, I bad. know what he can do on. Yeah. I'm, it's definitely not Babcock. Um, I know what he can do on the ice. I know his potential. He's not happy about the decision. Don't get me wrong. Right now, Paddy needs to take a deep breath, go back to the working lab and get his touches back, get his shot back, get his confidence back so he can be the line we all know he can be. It was a hard conversation, but nobody is bigger than the Blue Jackets. To me, that does not sound like a player taking a night off for mental health. That no. sounds like it may play a factor, but this player is in his head and Man. has been. And to be honest with you, this is coming the same week as um, Johnny Gaudreau being benched, I believe, on Thursday. Yes, uh, Johnny Gaudreau did not play the last uh, six minutes, 15 seconds um, of the game against the Coyotes. And Line A sat for the final nine minutes, 53 seconds. So this could be a message that's trying to be sent down the entire lineup that you're not playing well enough. Now is the, If you're team. a new coach, now is the time to send messages. 100%. You're not making the playoffs, so really you have the opportunity to kind of set your standards without having too many 
consequences for it. Like, you can sit Line A. Does, no problem. Hell, sit Gaudreau. I don't care. Make a statement. You play the, this way here. Does the timing of the Babcock um, incident make what's going on with the Columbus Blue Jackets this year kind of a wash just based on how late the coaching change happened? Um, For the first half of the year, yeah, but you need to see – I think if you're a Blue Jackets fan, you just need to start seeing, okay, we have a new coach. What do I need to – What? why am I excited this guy's coaching my team? I need to see that soon. Um, if if he's setting a high standard like this this early, I think that's actually a good sign. I don't care what your paycheck says. I don't care what it says on the back of your jersey. If you're not giving 110% when you're on the ice, you're not going on the ice. I don't care who you are. I like I like that from a coach. Now, if I if I'm a GM, I don't like that as much. I'm paying Line A almost nine million bucks for another two years. I don't like him sitting in the press box with me. But from a fan's perspective, yeah, let's sort this shit out. Like, we want Line A to work as a blue jacket. I think everyone kind of does. They want Goudreau to work out there. They kind of need them both to. They really do. Yeah. Um, the coach is just, I don't know, I think he's kind of setting themselves up for success later on. There's going to be some growing pains. Line A is a player that might just need a healthy scratch every few weeks. Like... Wouldn't he's had attitude problems. He's had effort problems. He, he's had all of the mental problems a player can have that kind of comes out publicly. The the lack of effort style of problem. Line is exhibited since he was an early Winnipeg career. It's been a problem since he was a rookie. Remember the whole Fortnite thing with him? Yes, oh, I do. Man, I'm staying up oh, all day playing Fortnite. Like, Oh, man, I forgot. Yeah. It's totally valid, though. I mean, well, I mean, do you think, do you think, you know, Fortnite OG did just come back. Do you think that is, do you think that's why he's getting a healthy scratch? Do you think that's fine? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm tempted to, hearing that, I'm tempted to go back and visit Tilted Towers myself. I only know the OG Fortnite map. So imagine, imagine like you're playing Fortnite during a blue, uh, like you got the blue jackets game on the background and you get killed by P line a 29. And you're like, wait a second. Wait a minute, sir. Aren't you in the press box? I didn't realize I could bring you one of those in the, uh, he's playing on his phone. Like that would be awesome. If you, if you queue up duos and the other guy on the mic sounds (laughs) suspiciously like Patrick line, and you're like, hold on, wait a second. That's good. That you, reminds me of the time Miles Wood got caught go in the. In the uh, oh that reminds me of the time Miles Wood got sent off for a game misconduct, and they saw him on X watching. Uh, oh my a, god! A, a crypto talking space during the, the third period of the game. During the game. That was so Are you funny. Serious? Yes, Miles Wood. Please tell it, me this story. No, it's not. It, <laughs> Miles would, uh, for various portions of last year, when Twitter circles became a thing, every now and then you would see him, uh, you know, like, oh, M. Wood listening to, like, you know, based crypto uh, based crypto news 2023 yeah. or 2022, something to that effect. And it, it, without fail, like once a week, I would go on Twitter and I would see that happen. And it happened during a game last year and someone caught it and screenshot it and it went a little bit viral. So funny. That's so during a game in which he got kicked out of. Yes, yeah. he was listening to. Yes, to, to he call, was in clear his head. You know, the he was lineup. Really, 
He was he was um for a National Hockey League game, and before the end of the game, he was listening to a Twitter space. Well, he got kicked on out. Crypto. He got kicked out, and he was really upset. He couldn't he have needed... waited until after the game. No, he needed to clear his head right then and there. If I'm a coach, I walk up and just <laughs> get the hell off Twitter, please. I did not hear. I've never heard this story before. Oh yeah, it's, no, it's this has made my day. It somehow didn't make news. It was just something that you saw on Devil's Twitter. If you saw it, great. If you didn't, yeah. And boy, did we see it. I oh. love that. Which, by the way, I, I don't care. I still miss him. He's oh, doing well. Oswood. He's doing really well. He's he lining up. Yeah, he's, do, he's doing Oswood. too well. That was not the Miles Wood that was on our team. Trade him no, back. Give it, give it time. We've already seen Damon Severson fail to uh, remove the puck from his own zone. Miles Wood will start crashing into goalies left and right if he hasn't already. Like it's a tale as old as time. Well, someone's gotta. Yeah, it, and that was Miles Wood's specialty. If you, Miles if you Wood, can't get a puck past the, past, you need to put some in the net. I don't care if it's a puck, if it's a glove, it's a, if it's a stick, if it's a person. Miles Wood made sure that at least once every ten games. Something went Someone's in going in the net. Yeah. And you know what? Jack Hughes may have been the devil's fastest skater last year, uh, you know, the, on his feet. Miles Wood was the fastest player on the ice last year when you don't count any, you know, what, what he has to be on. Like, he was yeah. just the fastest. Flying yeah. through the air, Miles Wood was faster. It was great. I, I absolutely agree. Was Miles, every team has one guy. That you're watching and go, oh, you're laying on the ice again. Every team has that one player that you're like, oh, you fall down twice a shift. For Dallas, it's Mason Marchment. Uh, for the Leafs, for some reason, Matthew Nyes is on the ice every shift. The Devils, that player for the Devils is Jack Hughes. Uh, name I was for me, just going to say. Name that. for me a better Very rivalry funny. in hockey, Jack Hughes versus the ice at the Prudential Center. Yeah, it's, it's the funniest thing because he'll make a move on that, you know, he dances, every, dances, walks, dog walks the defenseman, just goes around the world, doesn't lose possession of the puck. That same shift, he will just slip unex- inexplicably on, on nothing. It's beautiful. It's artwork. It happens. It does. Um, it's Miles, weird how often that happens with um, NHL players. They just it slip. is weird. Miles Wood, though, uh, he was the player where if once a game he was going to crash into the other team's goalie, once a game, and end up in the net. I love that, though. Yeah. It, you He's know, determined. It's, it's good to know your role. It's good to and know And, you know, your sometimes role. he had the puck with him. Unfortunately, he didn't always have it. But occasionally he did have the puck with him, and it went in. It did. It did. Sometimes it goes up. Okay. He, so he just he goes in the net. All right, we got time for a one more topic. So Milan which one? Lucic. Beautiful. Uh, so Friday night, Milan Lucic was uh arrested on what were reported domestic violence charges, um, as reported by CBS Sports. Let me just bring it over here. Uh, sources have sold um, the what is that CBS Boston um, team that Milan Lucic's wife uh, called 911 when her husband allegedly attacked and choked her according to sources uh, Lucic appeared to be drunk when they responded Um, for the morning following the arrest it was announced that Milan Lucic would be taking a leave of absence from the team 
And that's kind of what led people down the path of finding out about the arrest. And we've been learning about the details as they come. I need to make it clear. It is important that everything is alleged. CBS did report it, but who knows? It could come out to be something very different. We don't have details for you. Uh, does the article you have up have the Martian quote? And if so, can you read it? Um, I, ju I just think it's a good quote. I like what he said on there. Yes. Should yes, be towards the bottom. Yep. Yes, it does. Um, Brad Marchand uh, expressed his concern for the Lucic family. I'm reading the article at this point. Um, it's tough to see your teammates and your friends going through stuff like this and their family. Definitely worried about Brit and the kids and Luch himself, but they all have all the support in the world. Anything they need, we are going to be here for them. So It's concerning. Based captain. He said captain. her first. Yes. But That's that, concerning. It's concerning for the... It's the right um, thing to say. Yes. It's the right thing to say. But that tells me that what happened is not good. Yeah, the implications there are not good at all. I can agree with that. No. And and Zach, we have this this question in here. He's only played four games so far this year, so this is a fringe NHL player at best. He is he is on the Boston Bruins because his name is Milan Lucic and no other reason. Is he ever stepping foot on the ice in the NHL again? Yeah, probably. Probably. I don't think he does. I don't know. It's it's very tough to see. Um, it's tough to say. I mean, um, the only way he does is if this come. It was a misunderstanding, kind of kind of call. But I don't think it was. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can gloss over this incident with a. This is a misunderstanding. I think if, if a neighbor that. called, different. Maybe things got heated in the yell. It's alleged whatever. in the report that um, what is it? I believe Britt his called. wife called. Right, his wife called. His wife did call. According to CBS. Yeah, he's not playing again. Remember Slava Voinov went great for him? Okay, Slava Voinov. That's a while, yes. name. different that level. Is, it's a very he different level. He threw a level. table at her. He th No, no, no. He threw her through he threw her. a TV. Very different. Very mm. different. I thought he threw a table as well. Possibly. I, I don't he, know. He, but there was a lot of things thrown. People, furniture, things were that's thrown. Just, that's, that's just a couple of you know. it, Voinov was a very different case just for the sole purpose of he was a Russian citizen. And very shortly yeah. after that, he was sent back overseas and he never returned. He's been in the KHL ever since, as far as I know. Yes. He tried to come back, but he didn't. He he didn't. Yeah. Left it. I think he did I think he did eventually get reinstated, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but no team was willing to No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think there's a case to be made either way. Milan Lucic, uh if he didn't sign with the Bruins, was not going to be on a team. The only reason he's here, as Trevor said, is because his name is Milan Lucic and he has a ring from 2011. So, There's a lot of Lucic jerseys in the stands. There are a lot of Lucic jerseys in the stands. They will be a fan favorite in Boston for a long time even after this, but I don't... <laughs> I see a case... It might take a while. It might take a while, but I see... Yeah. I, I don't know. I see a case for both instances where this is the last we see of Milan Lucic on the ice... He plays maybe a handful I, more. Games I don't think we the hear year. the name much anymore. I don't think we hear much from him. We I don't think he plays. I think he just quietly goes away. We'll see. But I mean, Dude, I think you that should all retire the best... this offseason anyway. Do I think? Yeah, all the best. Say, do I think that's what's best for his family, himself, and the team. Yes. I in an ideal situation, he take he takes a leave of absence. He thinks about it, and he just retires because there's no yeah. need for okay. him. Not this. So and he's got to take time for himself for sure, and the family from, needs to heal. From someone who's been in NHL scrums afterwards, let's let's say that in three months he comes back and plays a game. Let's say he plays six minutes. 
is a minus one with no shots on goal, no penalty minutes. Right? Very likely. What are the odds that the media does not immediately request him after the game? I don't care what he does next time. The media wants him. No, yeah. The media is going to ask for him, especially it's Boston. Like, they're going mm-hmm. to ask for him the next time he plays. He's so. a store. Don't, Boston, don't let it happen. You've already got enough negative press with Mitch Miller. Yeah. And you know what? It, it ties together. I could, it, does. it does tie together. And in that sense, I, I see the light for your argument, Trevor, that he will not be on the ice ever again. I see that light. But I don't know. There's a lot that needs it's awesome to. Lucic. It's also Lucic. Yeah, he's... A lot of people have some good memories of Lucic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so... I don't know. He is officially stepping away from the NHL for at least the time being. It could be for a while, or... It's an indefinite leave, so... Which is... Yeah, it probably will be for... It's weird that we're hearing a lot of players not retiring, but saying they're taking a step away from the game. Jonathan Taves, uh, who was the player from... A few, like a couple weeks ago, we talked about it. We brought his name. Uh, up. Oh, there's a dude from the Caps. Um, oh yeah, um, Nicholas Backstrom. Yeah, and both of yeah. them use the same phrase of taking a step away from the game. They're not. Okay, I, okay. I think it's two different situations with those two. It is. Taze, Taze. It's because he doesn't have a job and doesn't want to say retire. I think that's what it is. No I mean, he did also say he needed to let his body heal, so the legitimacy of that I, I get, but... Backstrom is he had some career-altering injuries, and he needs to see how his body heals longer. Yeah. Right? It, it's more of a medical thing for him. For Taze, it, it is medical. It is. Taze had some injuries. But I think a lot of Taze is, I don't want to say I retired. I don't, I don't want to... I'm not ready to retire, even though the NHL is telling me I'm retiring. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Jonathan Taze is retired, except he doesn't want to say he is yet. So this is how he yeah. did it. And I understand that from his point of view. You wanted to come back, and it just – the job wasn't there. Yeah. And that's fair. It's fine. You have to accept that. Sometimes the the sun sets on your NHL career a little earlier than you'd like. I don't think we see Taze play ever again. I, I don't have a feeling we see Backstrom in any kind of significant role. He might come back just to say I played one game. I mean, Taves would – would play until he was 90 if he could. I don't think there would ever be a number that he would get to where he would be like, all right, no, it's time. I, I think you want to get you, you playing. I think, it's, I think it's more than likely that in a year, maybe two, we're going to see Jonathan Taves working out with the Winnipeg Jets and see what goes from there. I don't think we've seen the last of Jonathan Taves at least trying to make a team. Whether or not we've seen him on the ice, different story, but I do think he's going to try, kick the tires, and take it from there. Do you think just the conversations happen? I don't think he plays, though. I don't I think, think he tries. I don't think the conversation has happened because he decided pretty early into the offseason that he was going to uh, take time away this year, year. As, opposed to sign, yeah. as opposed to sign with the team. So, what, I don't know. What there may players have, have done that and come back, though? I want to know that. Do you remember any Tim saying Thomas. I'm taking a leave? Tim okay, do but not he didn't, ever. Zach, he did not we're really make a come back. for the show. We're gonna make a rule for this show. If you ever, if I ever ask, has another player done this? And you say Tim Thomas, the argument is invalid because Tim Thomas is the most anomaly of an NHL player ever. That's Imagine, not true. It's it's like if they took David Ayers and he oh shit he won a Vesna. He just kept winning, so we never took him out of the net. That's Tim Thomas's career. Is not he really. just took a dude? Not they really. took a dude. 
dude. Well, he no, they took 30. a dude. They took a dude. Yeah, he didn't make it. He didn't really crack the lineup until he was 30. That's correct. But like, to be honest with you, this was a guy who that year he won the Stanley Cup going into that season. He wasn't the starter. He was not the starter going into that no. year. It was Tuka Rask's shot that Tim Thomas, you know, not so much usurped, but played better and got it, got it through. So that's crazy. But he did Tim take Thomas, a leave. So don't ever. He took a leave after the 11, 12 season, uh, took the entire year off. Uh, or may- Yeah, it was a year after that. And then came back to play like a few games for the Colorado Avalanche. So that. So does it count? Did yeah. he come back and have a career? Not really, but we are we talking about did he come back and play a few games on the ice? Yeah, he did. I guess, yeah. But Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas doesn't follow the normal rules of hockey. He does what he wants. Just look at a picture of Tim Thomas playing in the National Hockey. And it wasn't Colorado, it was Florida. I don't remember him playing for the Avs. I remember him playing for the Panthers. Yeah, it's Panthers stars. Really? I, why do I... He played for the Stars? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Eight games. It's been so long. Nah. Yeah. So did Braden Holtby, but I don't. <laughs> Who am I thinking of that played for the Avalanche? You're thinking of Miles Wood because we're always thinking. Yeah. Of okay. Wood. That's that's the sign. That's, that's, that's the sign. that that ends it up. Yeah, we here. always yeah. have one sentence a show. Yeah. Where I was, it ends I was, the episode. I, on I'm its actually own. pretty proud of myself because that was what you were. That was your goal. Yeah. I love you, Andy. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Wrinkles in the Crease. Uh, we will see you next time. Enjoy some hockey.